Hello, everybody, and welcome back to All Things Medical Assistant. I am your host for this podcast, Santino Teyes. And uh, first of all, I want to thank everybody that's uh, returned to uh, continue to listen to what it is that I have to say. And for any new listeners, I uh, hope you find this uh, equally entertaining and informative. And if you know of anybody else that would find it such, please go ahead and, and, and pass along. Um, for all of you uh, new listeners, thanks for finding me and stick around. Hopefully, uh, you know, we can learn something together. If you've found me on YouTube, uh, stick around and please watch uh, the video. If you, you like what I've had to say, go ahead and, and like the video and hit that notification and subscribe to get uh, notifications for further episodes coming up. And for all the subscribers that I do have, thanks for coming back. You can also find all my podcasts uploaded to uh, allthingsmedicalassistant.com. Again, that's allthingsmedicalassistant.com. It is my webpage dedicated to this podcast. And there you'll find all the episodes um, uploaded in time as they're published and, 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 and recorded, okay? So again, um, as well, if anybody has a comment, question, concern, there's different ways to go ahead and let me know. Uh, you can go to allthingsmedicalassistant.com, find my direct email, or you'll find a space uh, to leave a comment, question, concern. YouTube, obviously, leave a public comment. And um, on anchor.fm, send me a um, voicemail. And I will go ahead and uh, and uh, respond to it next week and present it next week. So uh, thank you for listening. So um, this week was kind of hard for me to start the podcast uh kind of i don't know just didn't feel like i had what i needed to um produce this episode and i still feel that way i still feel a little um you know somewhere in the gray area as i've explained before um i use the week's experience um to come up with a theme or I use uh, something that's happened during the week or an interaction that I've had or you know something that I've seen on the news to use as a theme for the podcast and this week was kind of not hard because it was tough I mean it was it's tough you know urgent care isn't an easy thing to work um, but you know everything's been redundant in the sense where uh, let me put it to you this way. So I watch the news, like MSNBC.com, right? I even follow Fox because I like to listen to MSNBC and I like to listen and read what the crazy people have to say on Fox and everybody else that watches them. And and I like to compare, you know, and, and see what sounds, you know, crazy or realistic. But, um, you know, I can watch the news for three, four days and it seems like it's the same content every day, the same you know headlines every day you know so i'll wait three to four days to turn it back on and see if it's a different subject but usually isn't it's the same thing it's just amazing how in in this time of this pandemic you know and this re-election time people can just get stuck on on one thing over and over and then as as one show ends at the end of the hour and the new one starts at the top of the hour it's the same thing over and over and over again it's frustrating you know there's nothing new out there about what's going on today nothing new about the pandemic there's nothing new about you know uh, donald duck and there's just nothing new about it and so it's it's frustrating so you you hope that through your daily experience you know uh, there's you know something better comes along and what's been redundant about this week is 
boy, a lot of things. The first thing that I can, that comes to mind is is this is this continued deception and continued uh, lying um, by by patients that come in. You know, um, there's some days you see it more, some days you don't see it at all, but it's still happening. And this is what I mean. I touched upon in the previous uh, podcast about how people are deceptive about this coronavirus as far as coming in for testing. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, the testing we have is reserved for those that are symptomatic or that have been exposed, you know, that would have a reason to be um, tested. Um, is there a way to test everybody? I wish there was because I think we'd be a lot further along if there was a way that we could mass test everybody, but unfortunately there's not. So you've got people that, you know, are trying to find a way to get into clinic to get tested, and so they come in and they lie, okay? They lie. Uh, let's say, for example, somebody comes in, um, you know, complaining about uh, wrist pain, right? They come in, they talk to the front, they say, I've had wrist pain, for some time now and it hurts i can't i can't flex extend i can't deviate i can't hold it you know they give the whole story all right you know that goes on and in the back we read chief complaint and then we bring them back and then we do the initial you know uh history and physical or you know just get a little bit more about what 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 the what the patient's uh, issue is and again you know they go on about this wrist pain and how it hurts and what's going on and possible injury you know just go on with their story and then the provider goes in and, you know, the provider says, well, let's talk about this wrist pain. And the patient says, I don't have wrist pain. I have shortness of breath and chest pain. You know, that right there is stupid. That right there is very inconsiderate. You know, if you want to get tested you go to your public health department you know without reason to get tested go to your public health department talk to them and I'm sure they'll be happy to help you to test you okay call your local health department let them know your concern but don't lie don't walk into a clinic and lie and say that you've had every symptom off the list that COVID presents with you know or uh, don't lie and say that it's something else when it's really one thing you know because it's all a matter of exposure so if you come into a clinic and you're embarrassed to say that, you know, you might be exposed to COVID, you're embarrassed to say that you do have that shortness of breath or that chest pain or the fever or whatever, and you say, oh, well, you know, uh, my, 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 my foot hurts. Uh, I want to be seen for a foot pain. And then you go and you sit in the foyer and you're out there for 10, 15, maybe an hour, and you come in and, and you say, well, no, it's not foot pain. It's actual, you know, I have, you know, symptoms of COVID. Well, then you know what you've done in effect is possibly expose people. Because when you're sitting there and you're not honest, you stay around and you're hanging around amongst the public there, and you could be exposing them. You know, and, and, and I am very thankful for the mandate of having to wear a mask because it's very important. Let me tell you about the mask, about the mask situation, in case some people are confused about it or why to wear it or what or who. You know, there's still those, you know, those, those nuts out there that are thinking it's controlled breathing and whatever. But what it is for the masking is we know this coronavirus to be of a droplet precaution, meaning when you sneeze, when you cough, when you speak, you know, you, you release uh, droplets into the, to the air. And the droplets are so light, are light enough that they travel in the air or by force they travel in the air 
and anybody else that comes into contact with any open membrane, nose, mouth, eyes, um, they, you know, they, they get the virus. So when you're asked to wear a mask, um, it's to keep everybody around you safe. Well, to keep you safe in effect as well. It's 50-50. So if I have coronavirus and I wear a mask and I'm speaking, I sneeze or whatever, there's a much less chance of me transmitting it to you because the mask is catching it. And then effect by you wearing a mask as well, you know, you're not going to catch whatever might be residual that's out there. So primarily it's to to keep the people from spreading it that are asymptomatic or that are symptomatic. It's to keep them from spreading it and other people, you know, uh, aspirating it or getting it in, in an open membrane. You know, and that's how that works in case you all are still thinking it's controlled breathing or whatever or it's infringing on your right. Again, I ask you, show me in the Constitution where it talks about wearing a mask. You idiot. Um, so, yeah, you know, and, and that's still going on. Now, there's some days where it's better and there's days where we don't see it at all. But still, it, it's, it's a point, you know. If you're going to go to your, your doctor and if you're worried about it, fine, talk to your doctor. Let your doctor give you your resources, give you your options, you know. Telehealth or whatever. Sometimes you don't even have to come into the clinic. You can just, you know, do a visit virtually by your phone or tablet or, or desktop, you know. And I just ask that people out there don't be deceptive because you can either expose people or be exposed. And then if you're exposed because you went out there with a knucklehead issue, you know, it's... It's your fault. So, it's very tiring, you know. I mean, those of you that are clinically inclined, correct, fellow medical assistants, nurses, LPNs, um, CNAs, lab technologists, front desk, anybody that comes in contact with patients, you know, it's very, it's, 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 it's very exhausting mentally. Not to say that anybody else's job isn't exhaustive mentally, but, you know, when you're in... Uh, in a situation where you're always having to think about what's going on out there, always having to think about your next step, always thinking about what it is you need to do, rely on that education, rely on that experience, because it's education is one thing, but experience is the second hand to it. You know, if if if, if you go to school and you learn um, all about you know IV therapy or how to draw blood, and then you do it you know once every three four days, well, let's say you get a rush of people in, you're going to be nervous because you don't have that much experience or let's say you hadn't done it in two years and you're expected to do it because it's within your certification you're nervous you know so a lot of this you know response in in, in medicine is, is 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 by by practice you know what we practice and that's why sometimes we can tell what it is that's going on by your symptoms because it's practice it's repetition it's happened over again and when we've understood the initial treatment and how it's worked and 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 you know we'll we'll uh, we'll, we'll treat symptomatically or um, we just go off of what historically we've learned and we know you know so being in a process mentally all the time hypersensitive in your area about what I do for every individual you know because in the urgent care that I come in or even in an emergency room obviously everybody's different. You know, everybody comes in with a different symptom. Everybody comes in with a different injury. You have to know what to do or how to respond or how to appropriately provide the appropriate care, you know. You know, we get people that come in very frequent that pass out at the door or that come in and withdraw or that come in with deep lacerations 
or that come in with respiratory issues, that come in an active anaphylaxis. We frequently get that. You know, and, and, and right away, when, when the front desk staff is asking us to come out and triage, triage somebody with you know, active anaphylactic uh, um, uh, symptoms, you get up, you walk out, you're already thinking about, you know, is it a breathing issue? Are they already having a hard time breathing? Have they stopped breathing? Are they cyanotic? Are they blue? What's going on? Are they responsive? Are they unresponsive? Do I need to do CPR? Do, is, do I need 911 for intubation? Do I need to give solumedrol? Um, or can we just give albuterol or whatever? You know, there's, there's all this, there's a thought process to it. And again, that reaction time, that response time gets better because of previous experience. So that's what our day is like, you know. We, we look at and we hear and we listen and we read and we, you know, we, we, we think about what's going on. We think about it all day long, even in between patients because we're working on messages and phone calls. So, you know, through the 10, 11, 12-hour shift, we're constantly, consistently on that, um, on that trip of, you know, of, of clinical judgment and, and clinical interpretation, you know. So, yeah, so again, like I said, not to say anybody else's job is not tiring or mentally, um, you know, draining. You know, it's the stimulation that, that, that gets to me or, or, or gets to the people after a while, you know. So, at the end of the day, when our brain is fried and tired and you got people continually still coming in that are lying, you know, it's just not cool. And it's just not cool at all. You know, again, you know, if you have a symptom, you have a concern, call and speak to your, your doctor. And I know my the wait times might be extended and I understand that then move on find somebody that will listen to you or you know if you're going to walk in somewhere you know get to an ER and call from the outside or if you can go to an urgent care call from outside don't just walk in be thoughtful and it's just not being thoughtful to yourself because what if somebody else is in there that's potentially symptomatic or asymptomatic and you get exposed by them and you're exposed because you just run around with your head up your ass and and you don't and, and you're doing it selfishly you know I'm not saying you deserved it, but you should have thought about it better. And that's my opinion. And, um, and, and, and that's what continues to happen. That's just what continues to happen. The deceptive, you know, <clears throat> just like the politics and, and, and all the news about coronavirus pandemic and the death rates and all that, it's all the same news, you know. But you don't hear enough about people um, uh, making a difference. About you still hear people arguing about you know, who's got the better drug in this, that. From what I understand, Moderma's going to be the one that's going to run uh, the uh, the trial or that's going to run the distribution of this uh, vaccine, and they want to charge money for it. Yeah, so if I'm correct, that's what I heard secondhand, is that Moderma is a company who's going to take charge of the vaccine. And they're going to charge for it. They're going to charge for this uh, COVID-19 vaccine. So... Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll check this out, I'll study it and see if it's true. And I think people should be pissed about that. I think people should raise arms about that. I think people should let their, their the representatives, their congressmen, the, everybody know. You know, how can you do this? It is the government's job to protect us in many ways, not just in health, but financially, you know. Um, so, yeah, so I'll look into that and I'll get back to you and I'll tell you whether I was right or I was wrong. You know, and the biggest concern, too, for me right now is is that we're coming close to flu season. You know, flu season. So, this is going to be a horrible access issue for clinics, emergency rooms, uh, urgent cares. 
and it's just going to cause a greater divide amongst people, I believe. Now, why do I say that? Well, the flu season comes around, and, you know, usually more so than not, if someone comes in with influenza-like uh, symptoms, it's, it's the flu. A lot of times people just come in with uh, an upper respiratory, meaning just a, a common cold. Or sometimes people just have a transient virus, bacteria, comes and goes, and, and they're fine. But now, imagine all this issue that we've had with, uh, with, with response to COVID, and now think of historically all the issues and response we've had to flu. Now you put those two together in the same, uh, during the same season <clears throat> in a pandemic? Man, what's that going to be like? And right now it's more important than ever to think about, you know, being smart about it and exposures and, and containment and, and being smart and not being so self-centered and selfish and saying, well, I don't want a mask. I don't want to do that. I don't know. Why should I, why should I have some impediment on my right? You know, no, it's not. You're being asked to be part of a solution for the interest of public health. Because remember, you're within that public and your health matters too. Okay. And if you're just the type of person that's so mad and angry and, and thinks you know history better than everybody and everybody's wrong and you're right, you know, I, I, I pray to God who I believe in, that this doesn't happen to your family, that it doesn't happen to your child, that it doesn't happen to your baby, your infant, that they don't get sick and something happened, or your elderly father or mother, that they don't get sick. Because I'm going to tell you something. How about this? Let's say your elderly father, elderly mother, immunocompromised spouse or child, okay, gets the flu. So they're compromised already. And then they get COVID. I'm going to tell you, it's going to be a hell of a road. And, you know, you could have done something to prevent it, to be better uh, response to, be responsive to it. Yeah, you can have nobody but yourself, but yourself to blame, essentially. Because you don't want to just put that pride away, sit down, and understand that, you know what, with what's going on, I need to understand, be serious, and be a better steward for the community. So think about that. Think about that. Just because you're not immunocompromised right now, just because you don't have underlying conditions right now, doesn't mean that you won't in the future. Because one thing may lead to another. What if somebody contains COVID and then they get the flu? Or what about somebody with asthma who's had pneumonia, gets the flu, and then they get COVID? And for all of you who don't understand that process, that step, let me tell you, it's not good. You've extended an illness and it's only gotten worse. And those of you that are medically inclined can understand that's pretty serious. So I'm sure, you know, as this flu season comes in about, I'm going to have a lot more to talk about. And again, you know, I'm just asking people to please understand and please take a minute and please sit down. No one's asking you to agree and and be part of the, be part of the system or agree with it. No. We're just asking you to Please, just be a part, for the moment, be a part of the solution, okay? Be a part of what matters right now. And we can stop all this deception. We can stop all this exposure or cut it down at least. You know, again, it, sometimes it's, it's, it's just too much, you know? And at the end of the day, I come home to my family after I've taken care of yours, at the end of the day, my coworkers go home to their families after they've taken care of yours. We take every precaution. 
we take every measure to be responsible enough to sacrifice comfort our own health to keep you safe now we ask for it and that's our job we understand that but if we can have the inclination or the moral to do it to go to work continuously knowing we're going to be exposed I'm thinking maybe you can find it within yourself to have a little bit of human decency decency I know that's hard for some people to understand some human decency to have that consideration for other people now all these people that are listening that you know this is you you know I really hope that nothing bad happens to you and I hope you're safe all right so my name is Antino Tez here for allthingsmedicalassistant.com um, go ahead and find me at allthingsmedicalassistant.com and leave a message and whatever and uh, YouTube go ahead and thumbs up uh, subscribe and like the video uh, notifications to be notified for the next upload alright well thanks a lot and let's be safe okay alright we'll talk to you soon